0: 96 we are getting so close to 100 now it's crazy
1: yeah we would have hit it we just have had like multiple breaks this summer or, i know anyway.
0: shit got really uh out of control this summer i'm gonna be honest it's mostly on me um i was traveling a lot we have not recorded in two weeks now because i went to vegas for my birthday weekend had a fabulous time promptly got COVID from my fabulous yeah. time and was out for like a cool nine days. So I'm finally back in the world alive um, post COVID, uh, feeling good. I I don't know. I'm just like, I kind of thought at this point, honestly, I was just like never going to get it. I don't know. I mean, I know I was like way past due cause this is my first round of COVID. Um, but I was still a little surprised. I was like, huh. I haven't gotten it until now, like what finally changed? You know, I just thought like, I don't know, I was never going to get it. But here we are. I got it. Um, I survived. It was, uh, I was pretty sick for like the first two or three days. I was running like pretty high fever and stuff. But then after that, it, it, it calmed down. So, um, it basically just felt like the flu pretty much was how mine was. I don't know. People have all kinds of different symptoms, but mine was pretty much just like I had the flu. I was tired, fevery. Had, like, a headache and, like, a sore throat. Pretty, like, standard stuff. I don't know. I didn't have any of, like, the respiratory symptoms, though. Like, everyone's, like, oh, it's, like, hard to breathe and stuff. I didn't have any of that. So, I don't know. The strain is weird. Whatever the most recent, I don't know, wave we're in um, seems to be a little
1: different. So,
0: who knows? But I'm back. Yippee. How have you been?
1: Uh, I'm good. I did not have COVID, so I was a lot better. (laughs) Woo! Uh. I uh, I went to Chicago this past week. So it was funny because I actually had my recording, like I like packed it on the flight and like I got there Monday and I was like, so you good? And you're like, no, I'm not good. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I should. am not
0: good. <laughs> Things are not great, my dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I just had like, no, I didn't start getting my energy back until like like later this week, maybe like Wednesday or so. I started feeling like a normal human again. But even like, even early this week, I still was just like I was so tired, and um, and my throat was like still scratchy and stuff. So I was just like, I don't think I can record like an even an hour. Like it was just not happening. Um, but cool, how was uh, how was Chicago?
1: It was really fun. We like it was like me and like the kind of what I do for the gov, like looks at like IT stuff for banks. So like is a whole bunch of IT people and like my god like the IT IT dudes like party <laughs> party party so i got it i got in yesterday and i just like crashed cuz i was like damn like these people go strong and i'm like the youngest one too and that's the worst part is like i'm exhausted and i'm like all these people are fucking older than me and they party all Dude. the time
0: okay that's how I felt at a work conference I went to recently like the, I went to a work conference a few weeks ago and like I had like the exact same thing like I was probably one of the youngest people there and I was exhausted the entire conference they were all like after like a full day like 8 a.m to like happy hour dinner etc and then like we'd get back to the hotel at like eight or nine and they'd be like all right we're all going out to the bars now and I was like I'm going to my room to go to sleep I am so exhausted like like yeah corporate people go hard man
1: like, <laughs> they do it's not even like they're like minorly older than me like most of them are in their 40s and I was like
0: yeah yeah man. that's what this was too and I was like damn y'all like no it's I feel like that's one of the like weirdest things about like becoming like an adult and like working in like the real world is like you're just like shit adults are still like crazy i don't know i just like i feel like you grow up thinking like oh once you're an adult you're super reasonable and you're just like you see like for most of us at least for us it's like oh you see your parents and they're so reasonable and normal and like all this stuff but then like i feel like especially like business travel People fucking rage. Like, I feel like that's their time oh, yeah. to, like, cut loose. Because they're like, oh, I'm away from my family and stuff. So they just, like, go ham.
1: like <laughs> <No, and laughs> I feel, it like, didn't I feel help like people that, like... don't
0: talk about this enough. This is, like, a huge thing. And I'm just like, my God. Now I understand. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> No, and it didn't help because my parents finally are, like, selling. So, like, the week before, I was, like, helping get all the stuff out of their house to their new house. And so, like, it was just, like, constant work the week before. And then I go to, like, party all the time. And it was, like, once I – I, like, slept 10 hours last night because I was, like, oh, fuck. Like, I haven't been able to sleep in, like, two weeks. Like, it's just been a lot. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it's crazy out there. Like, people go to these work things and they are just, like, unhinged. I swear, like <laughs> –
1: you know what's crazy, too, though, is, like, I always forget, like, because, like, I don't know, we were, like, either on to mon- monkeypox or, like, we don't really talk about COVID that much. Mm-hmm. And so I was just, like, pulling up COVID data just because I was like, hey, you have it. Let's see what's going on. So, yeah, I forget that, like, a million people have died. And, like, when you go into the weeds of it, like, um, like there's, like, 100,000 confirmed deaths in California alone. And I'm like, shit, I, like, it's so weird that, like, that's, like, not even talked about anymore.
0: I know it's just, like, not a thing anymore. Like, I literally, like, forgot about COVID until I, like, got COVID. Like, and it is so strange because, like, I don't know, you just think, like, well, most people don't get sick, don't get really super sick, and are fine, and don't have like long COVID or anything. But then, like, it's totally like rolling the dice. Yeah. But you, you could get COVID and like fucking die. Like you just like don't know. So it's like so crazy. So I'm I'm very grateful that like I mean I was sick for like a few days, but like I'm good. You know, like I made a quick recovery and like everything's fine now. But like, it is pretty bizarre to think about. It's such a weird disease, you know. And I feel like. You just, like, you just don't know, like, which way it's going to go, like, if you get it. So, I mean, more so, like, I guess more so now you feel a little safer, like, at least if you're, like, fully vaccinated and everything now. But, like, you do have some level of protection, I guess, against, like, severe illness. But it's still pretty crazy. I mean, people are still getting really sick from it. And it's yeah. still, still like, a huge thing. And they're just, like, do what you want. Like... <laughs> Especially, like, all the recent, like, CDC guidance and stuff is basically just like, I don't know, do what you like. We don't care anymore. And I'm just like, oh, no.
1: (laughs) No, the CDC is wild. It's like, (laughs) the CDC is wild. It's just like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, like, stay home for, like, three days and then go back in. And I'm like, I don't (laughs) think that's how that works.
0: I know like I was testing positive for nine days and like I stayed home for nine days. Cause I'm like, I I don't feel like typhoid Mary, like, geez, you know, like, but there's nothing stopping me from just like Going out in the world and like spreading COVID, like that's the scary part. Is I could have tested positive and just continued to go about my life, like there's no one stopping you, which is like deeply concerning on some level. So it was just the fact that I'm like you know a decent human being that kept me at home, like but god, yeah, it's it, it, it's wild out there. And they're like, oh, you were exposed, whatever, like (laughs) before it was like quarantine for 10 days, do all this stuff, and now they're like, oh. Yeah, like, did someone sneeze like in your mouth? Oh, okay, get over it.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> Quit being a bitch about it. I know. They're work. just like,
0: get back to work.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I know it's pretty messed up. And now we've got monkeypox. So you know who even knows? Although like, well, I actually haven't. I don't know. Like, are we just not talking about that now too? Because I haven't really heard much about that in the past week or two. So like, is it not?
1: So I listened to a thing a...
0: anymore. People were really worried for a hot second, and yeah. <laughs> now they're not. <laughs>
1: So I listened to a podcast with Dr. Fauci on it, and it's actually kind of interesting if you hear about it, because monkeypox is one of the weird diseases where, like, we are actually like, super prepared for it. The issue and why people were freaking out is, like, it was, like, spreading in the gay community. Yeah. And the issue with it is the vaccine doesn't really work if you have, like, HIV. mm so because, like, it's like that and, like, the kind of the two are linked, yeah. they, like, had to pause the vaccine efforts because, like, the vaccines had to be, like, kind of retooled to mm. be, like, for HIV people. And so yeah. I think they've kind of, like, gotten it. They, like, got the first wave of vaccines, like, corrected. Uh, but, yeah, it shouldn't be that big of an issue just because it's more, like, sex, typically sexually transmitted. I know, like, it, it can pass other ways, but primarily sexually transmitted.
0: Yeah, but so I guess, like, I don't know, is it just, like, not really spreading amongst other populations? I mean, I know they're saying, like, anyone can get it and stuff, but, like, I mean, and I know a big part of it is they don't want to, like, stigmatize, like, the gay community and everything, which I totally get and, like, respect that. But, like, at the same time, it kind of seems like it's just not really spreading in other populations for the most part. Like, it seems
1: kind of isolated still, which is...
0: No, I, I guess, why people aren't more worried. I don't know. It's...
1: I think it's, like, the spread of AIDS when you, like, think about it. Because, like, the yeah. like AIDS in the 80s was just, like, all pretty much gay people. And yeah. then, like, occasionally the, like, the straight people, like, started getting it more and more and more. And then it was just, like, no, it's, like, not longer just, like, a gay thing. It's just, like, an everyone thing. So I think that's kind of how monkeypox is going is like it seems to be spreading gay first but that doesn't necessarily mean like it's a gay problem it's just hitting that community like first kind of like with covid it was like hitting minority populations harder than white populations so like, yeah i don't yeah. really think it's like a like thing it's just starting there and gonna like expand out but like i said like It does seem like they're actually pretty prepared for it. They just have to, like, fix the whole, like, HIV aspect of it. But, like, um, pretty much you and me, like, could get a vaccine for, like, monkeypox, I believe. And it would be fine as long as you... Aren't HIV positive, then you're good.
0: I am not. But also, I guess I'm just not that worried about getting monkeypox at this point. <laughs> like maybe I should be. I don't know. Like it's just one of those things where you're just like, should I be more concerned about this? I feel like I'm not. I don't know. It also does seem like it's it's so much harder to transmit than COVID is yeah. the thing. Like COVID's like our new standard, I feel like, for like transmission rates and like monkeypox is still, like, so much harder to transmit, just, like, generally speaking, that I think that's another reason why people aren't as worried about it is because you have to have, like, extended, like, close physical contact with someone to, like, transmit it. Like, it's not even, like, passing contact or, like, it's not airborne. Like, it's not even, like, really on surfaces. It's literally, like, you have to be, like, rubbing up against someone for, like, an extended period of time, basically. So, I don't know. It seems like it just... Because of that, I just feel like it won't spread as intensely as other
1: things. No. Nah. But, but I think yeah. we we are gonna get to this point where like there's just a new disease every year and it could either be a COVID or it could be a monkey pox or somewhere in between that. Yeah. yeah, that's just gonna be life now. So fun times.
0: Yay. <laughs> Yay. All the factors that have led to us having global pandemics. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Woo. <laughs> The roaring 20s all over again, baby. It's
0: here. (laughs) Let me bust out my flapper dress. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Well, are we ready to get into some stories? Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps Perhaps. not. (laughs) Perhaps maybe.
1: (laughs) I'm a little tepid on the whole situation. We'll Eh, see how it goes.
0: Iffy. Iffy at best. But I guess we'll give it a shot. Um. All right. So I'm first this week. Um, this one, I I've been saving for like weeks now. I saw this online a while back and I was like, this is not really our normal source, but it's too good not to share. So this is from slate. It's from the dear prudence advice column. And I love these because they're, they're usually like dead serious is the thing. And like, sometimes the issues are like really like super serious. It's like, it's like, my sister died and the family doesn't know how to handle the will, blah, blah, blah. You know, sometimes uh, they'll yeah. get, like, really dark and stuff. And you're like, damn, what's Prudence going to say about this, you know? Like, because some of them really are messy. This one is, is, they're so dead serious about it. But it's just such a funny conundrum to have. So that's why I love this one. All right. So the question that someone wrote in to the column goes... A dear friend insists on using my 24 square foot ensuite master bath when visiting instead of the guest ready bathroom down the hall. <laughs> my tiny bath has all of my all of mine and my husband's prescription drugs out, bras on hooks, undies on the floor, a counter full of products, etc. But we have a personal item free bathroom ready for use just down the hall. My husband locks the bedroom door when we know she is coming over, but the key is stashed above the door. So she unlocks it and goes on in. (laughs) She prefers that bathroom apparently because it is more convenient. She says, and it reminds her of a bathroom in her first house. Also, this bathroom is but ugly with 1950s various shades of green tiles and is the only room in the house that hasn't had um, a renovation. Am I being unreasonable? Or too prideful, and if not, how do I stop this? Please use the clean guest bathroom. Is apparently not working. <laughs> so, what do you have to say about this issue,
1: dude? That is ballsy. <laughs> That's to... so... it's such a Hold ballroom. on, it's not even the bathroom. Let's just go to the fact that you are unlocking someone's master bedroom and going into whatever Let... may be on that other side. That Let to me, be... yeah. <laughs> like
0: right like the fact that they had to lock it and she still went and blows my mind like what did like what does that guest even say like why is she like oh i like your bathroom better like who cares it's not your bathroom <laughs> like if this isn't your house i don't care which bathroom you like better
1: like, it's also, so like literally any house the master bathroom is going to be nicer than the guest but that's why you have a fucking guest bathroom it's for guests it's in the name
0: That's the whole point. Yeah, the whole point is it's nice and therefore it's for me who owns the house. That's the thing. Yeah, so insane, unhinged behavior. Um, Okay, so here's her answer, which I think is great. Answer, it's your house and you have the right to keep people out of whatever area you want them out of. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Moreover, your friend is going to great lengths to ignore a boundary that you set. Perhaps she sees it as no big deal since you're close friends, but it's important that she actually listens to you when you express a need. I don't think you're being unreasonable. You should be able to hang up bras and put out prescriptions wherever you want without other people barging in. Change the hiding place of the bedroom key and don't tell her where it is. When she asks, remind her that you've asked her to use the guest bathroom so she doesn't need the key at all. Hopefully that will put a stop to it.
1: (laughs) That was my thought too, is I was like, if you're having issues, just hide the key. So, I know, like, that's what a lock can't is. Get in.
0: Like, if it's locked, like, that's, like, what a lock is for is to keep someone out. So just, like, yeah, like, don't give, like, put the key somewhere else. Like, <laughs> I just, I just want to imagine this girl, though, going up to use, like, the master bed- bedroom bathroom or whatever can't find the key, Comes back down, where's the key? Like, can you imagine this person, like, asking for the key? Because I feel like they're ballsy enough that they would do it. And they'd be like, why is the bathroom locked? I have to get into that specific bathroom. Like, at that point, I'm just like, why are you friends with this person? Like, I don't right. know. Like, do you think this is friendship ending? Because I think it's right on the edge. Like,
1: yeah, we're very close <laughs> I think to this. we're
0: teetering on the edge at this point. Like, I don't know. I just if someone was like barging into locked rooms in my house I think I would seriously have to like question my friendship with that person I don't know if that's petty of me but that's just like my opinion because like she said you're just like violating a boundary that you've like repeatedly set and like what else is this person like what other boundaries is this person violating in your life you know like I feel like this is not like an isolated incident because clearly like On some level, that's just who that person is, like, personality-wise. And, like, there's got to be other red flags there. Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah, like, it's definitely not just the bathroom, (laughs) is what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, anyway, um, next time I'm at your house, I'm going to um, only use your bathroom. So, just get ready for that. Maybe lock it so that I can then try to find the key and let myself in for some fun that... I look forward to that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing, too, is, like, I get her point. Like, my master is, like, kind of a mess because it's all my shit. Whereas, like, the guest is, like, if I were a guest, like, I would use my guest bathroom because it's honestly nicer to a guest because, like, my shit's not there.
0: See, yeah, like, I have the opposite of this lady where I'm, like, oh, I feel uncomfortable if, like, someone, if I go over to someone's place and they only have, like, like, a one, I live in California, a lot of people live yeah. in like one bedroom condos and stuff. Like, and so the only bathroom is their main bathroom. And like, I always feel a little uncomfortable having to like use their bathroom. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I don't know. I always feel like I'm like in their space, you know, cause I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, like, I know there's no other option, but still like all your stuff's in here and I feel weird, you know? So like, I'm like the opposite. I'm like deeply uncomfortable with that. So yeah, I get it. Like I would prefer using like a guest bathroom also. So I just, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. It's so strange. <laughs> Anyway, what's your first one?
1: This one's, it's from a different subreddit. Actually, Kelsey sent me this one, but I've had it for a while and decided this is the time to read it. Um, My husband keeps trying to get me to kiss his dick whenever we finish having sex.
0: (laughs) Kiss his dick.
1: Yep. Okay,
0: like a kiss goodnight? Like, what? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Let's get into it, because this this doesn't get normal, so... Okay,
0: great. Can't wait.
1: This is going to sound ridiculous, but I'm here to vent because I'm so frustrated with this, honestly. So my husband, 34 male, has recently been trying to get me to kiss his, kiss the D every time we're intimate. Right after we finish, he calls it an act of appreciation and keeps insisting that I do it, but I keep refusing, and here's why. I just can't help but see this as humility, humiliating because he makes me feel like his D is a God's send gift and that I should be worshiping it. It's just, I find it disrespectful because literally he makes me feel like I somehow should be grateful or grateful for getting it. I said, what the fuck? And no, this is so weird and I'm not doing it just to stroke his ego. Apparently it got to his head and he's angry with me. Now he's held back on any affection till I agree to do this nice gesture and said I lose nothing by doing what he wants but this whole thing just doesn't sit right with me you know what i mean is this normal i mean i find it really weird and quite disrespectful so do you find it normal <laughs>
0: what the fuck <laughs> this is so bizarre like why this one specific thing like
1: she never updated this was like 42 week uh 42 days ago so there's no update um I do want to read one Reddit comment because it's the best. It says ask him to kiss your butthole after as a mark of respect for putting him up with all his shit.
0: Yeah, for real though. Like, oh my god. What the fuck? That's so it's so just like specifically weird.
1: It is just really, really odd. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> I like why get stuck on this one point. Like I don't know like why that's what this man needs. Like it's just so odd. Like did your did your mother not love you as a child? Like what's going on here?
1: No, I don't even know if I've seen like a porn that has that. Like that's even weird by like porn standards. So Yeah,
0: like no one no one asked for that. Like, no one wants that. Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, where did he get this idea? I just have a lot of questions. Oh, man. Wow. Well, that's a lot. Um, that is a lot. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> so my next two, um, for today i pulled from a great article i read that as it was on buzzfeed and asked people on buzzfeed um share your stories of when you knew that the wedding was going to be called off and oh boy (laughs) honestly the entire article was gold highly recommend reading the whole thing pulled out two of my favorites um, because wow these stories were just so good so uh here we go a couple weeks before the wedding, groom called bride and said he was coming over. They needed to talk. When he got to her apartment, he broke down in tears and confessed that he was in love with someone else. He loved her but couldn't marry her because he didn't deserve her in the or he didn't love her in the way a bride deserves. There was much crying and shouting over it all, but eventually the bride recovered from the news enough to ask him who he was in love with instead. The groom said, "Well, it's Bride's brother.
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't know if we've gotten a brother yet. We've got like dads and moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bride's
0: brother. Uh huh. The wedding was definitely off at that point. Now, five or six years later, groom and the bride's brother are married and happy. I lost contact with the bride shortly after her wedding plans went tits up, so I'm not sure if she ever forgave the two boys for that one.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I want to know if she went to the wedding. Like, that's my question, because she's the sister. So Now like, this
0: is, like, fully, like, in your family, though, forever. Yeah. Like, they're married now. Isn't that insane? <laughs>
1: like, that is insane. I'm
0: glad it worked out. I mean, I'm glad they're happy. But, oh, my God, like, imagine being that girl. Like, just imagine, like, every fucking, like, holiday dinner from then on.
1: Yeah, you gotta deal with that all the time.
0: It's like really in your face. Like there's no escaping mm-hmm. that. <laughs> like there's no acting like it didn't happen. <laughs> like... So yeah, um, Bride's brother was a
1: new one. I think that I
0: was particularly excited about.
1: No, that is a good one. Yeah, yeah. you don't see that often. So. No, it's
0: it's rare. Like because that's a full like. Full 180 orientation switch, too. That's not just like a I'm in love with your mom instead of you, or I'm in love with your sister, or something. Like, no, we got a full, full change happening.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like sister is the most because it's usually the younger sister for whatever weird reason.
0: It's always the sister. I know that's the most common one. Yeah, there was another really great one about the bride boning the guy's dad.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: It was really, really short and straightforward. It's just that was pretty much it. But I was like, yeah, that's classy. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> what's your next one?
1: Okay, so this one it's a uh, best of redditor updates, and the um, person's boyfriend tries to bring his four children with them to a, and I quote, weed wedding.
0: Okay, tell me more.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I, uh, 30 female, have been with my boyfriend, 33 male, for a little over a year, uh, 16 months. Boyfriend has four children, um, 12-year-old boy, seven, two 7-year-old girls, and a 5-year-old boy from a previous relationship. I met the children around our seventh month dating after meeting their mom around month five. Bio mom and I get along really well. I understand her concerns of being replaced, and I assure her that I'm not trying to take her place in any way. On to the situation. About three months ago, I received an invitation to the wedding of a friend. I'm allotted a plus one and naturally invited my boyfriend. We discussed the theme of a wedding, cannabis wedding, transportation, open bar, and a few other details. I also discussed these plans with my BFF, uh, 31 female, in case there was an emergency. She is my support system, as I am uh, LC with my family. I don't know what LC means. Uh, fast forward to lost, the big day.
0: Lost contact, maybe? Or... Oh, Maybe something like that. I don't know. I'm just why do you to, need to it.
1: why do you need to abbreviate that then? Oh, whatever. Like
0: I, I I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah.
1: After spending months discussing plans, boyfriend shows up to pick me up for the wedding with his four children in the back seats. I look at him with a confused look and ask him, What's going on? Him, what do you mean, me? Uh, why are there kids in the car? Did you forget we're picking up for a wedding today? Him, oh I didn't forget. I just thought it would be good to go to as a family. At this point, my mind is blown and I am frustrated. I asked him why he thought that, seeing as how we discussed the plans, he said it's not a big deal. They'll only be attending the ceremony. I inform him that my invite is for me and my plus one, not a plus five. And besides, nothing about this event is appropriate for children. He then says, okay, we can skip the wedding and just have a family day. I told him absolutely not, and that his bad decision-making was not going to be my problem. Sent him on his way, called my BFF, and two hours later, we attend the beautiful ceremony. Boyfriend sees this on Snapchat and goes ballistic on me. How could I go without him? How could I replace him? How his children felt rejected? How I should have skipped the wedding for a family day? I waited until he ran out of steam and calmly told him that he made those choices. We had plans, and he chose to try and change them last minute. That's his changes were inappropriate and also not my problem. He called me an asshole and is refusing to speak with me until I apologize to him and his children. He also wants an apology from my best friend for attending the wedding in his place. What? Uh, uh, (laughs) Update. Finally talked to my boyfriend. I showed him the house uh, at his house this morning at 5 a.m. because the silence was driving me insane. He works overnight and gets off at 4 a.m. So I knew he was up. And we discussed the situation, and he did apologize. Apparently, he spoke to his children's mother, and she ripped him a new one. She did text me this morning. I don't think she thought I was up to try and help his cause. informed me that he didn't really grow up uh, going to social events, and the only wedding he's been to was family. Apparently, uh, they just show up with friends and family, whatever that means. She also thanked me for having common sense and not taking her children to a, quote, fucking weed wedding. And uh, if she had known, she would have switched weekends with him or just come with me yourself, lol. She told me to call her next time something like this happens. I just told her not to worry about it. Anyway, the conversation was productive. After he apologized, explained that he is a babysitter, his sister fell through. She tested positive for uh, COVID. And he didn't know what else to do. He said he understood uh, where he went wrong, but was too embarrassed to admit uh, this to me. This was a major red flag for me. I told him that I understood what happened and wished that he had just talked to me. He told me it wouldn't happen again. I told him he was correct. It wouldn't happen again because this would be our last conversation. Four days of not speaking really spoke volumes and the fact that he was too prideful to admit his faults didn't set well with me. I also showed him the post and he got upset with me for sharing personal business with strangers. I told him it really didn't matter at this point because he accused me of not considering his feelings. I told, uh, I took Reddit's advice and just left. Didn't say goodbye. Just walked out and blocked him. Once I got to my car, my brain started to hurt at the thought of continuing the conversation, let alone the relationship. Just wanted to let you all know that I handled this the way it needed to be handled. Thank you for the last two hours because seriously thought I was in the wrong for how I spoke to him in front of his children. Hope everyone enjoys the weekend. What so, a yeah.
0: ride. Wow. What a what a journey we went on. <laughs> like I agree with her I mean, though. Good, like, you know. I mean, like... good for her. This guy sounds like dumb as a stump, honestly. So, like, I yeah, like, good job on breaking up with this guy. He just sounds like yeah, an idiot. He...
1: Like. If he didn't have like a babysitter for his kids, then yeah, just be like, yeah, like go with your friend, like to the weed wedding. Cause like, yeah, clearly the children are like not supposed to be there. Like <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just... I I don't know. This guy sounds so dumb, and I feel like he should not have children. That's a, a, a disturbing concept in itself, I think. But that's also for the, another uh, day.
1: <laughs> the real MVP of this story seems to be his ex-wife, who, like, seems very she cool. He
0: seems very cool and very on top of it, and I can see why they are exes.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> it all makes sense. <sighs> Man. Wow. Okay, so... For my last one, I have another wedding story. Um, This one, I think, is just glorious on every level. Okay. Um, After the wedding at the reception, the newlyweds took forever to show up. When they did arrive, they argued loudly the entire time. They got introduced, we all clapped as per tradition, and they sat down at the main table in a huff. Sometime between the appetizer and the main course, the argument started again. The groom stormed off and my girlfriend and I were nosy, so we went to see what was up, (laughs) which I highly respect. (laughs) He ended up in the hotel lobby on his cell phone. We thought nothing of it and were about to go back when the wife showed up and continued to ream him out. Now (laughs) Now, for the first time, we could hear what the argument was about. He had invited his ex to the wedding ceremony and that threw the bride off. Apparently, he had cheated on his new wife with his ex several times, with the last time being about a month prior to the wedding. Oh, Ad- shit. Additionally, his ex mistress was on her way to come pick him up to take him away from the new bride because she was, quote, acting crazy, according to the groom. <laughs> After a couple minutes of watching this train wreck of an argument, a shitty rust bucket sedan showed up with the ex-girlfriend in it. (laughs) The groom got into the car with his ex, and they drove off. (laughs) Last words went to the bride, who screamed at him as he tore off, Well, I guess I'm going back to fucking your brother then, you asshole. Whoa,
1: (laughs) that was a plot twist.
0: That was a plot
1: twist. (laughs)
0: So, in conclusion, they're no longer married now. (laughs) Yeah, the the ending really gets ya.
1: (laughs) Damn, what's with all the brother-fucking today?
0: I know!
1: (laughs) That was a ride.
0: I'm just, like, visualizing, like, the ex-girlfriend slash mistress just... Pull it up in some shitty car. Like, get in, babe. Like, at his own wedding. He's like, he's like, hey, my wife's being really crazy. Can you come get me? Like, at his own wedding reception.
1: I love when dudes are, like, bad about women for being crazy. When, like, clearly they're the culprit for their, like, craziness. Oh,
0: my like, God. So unhinged. Like, like, like so... Yeah. I just, I love it so much. Cause he's like, yeah, of course I'm cheating on you with my ex. Why are you being crazy about it? Like, <laughs> oh my God, you're so unreasonable. <laughs> like, I can't. Oh boy. Yeah. So hopefully they're both happier now that they're not married anymore. Um, but dear God. <laughs> anyway. Anyway.
1: So you ready for this wild ride?
0: I, I think I am. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Today I fucked up by having sex with a cactus.
0: Oh, no. I, I don't know. I, I don't like this already, but here we go.
1: Obligatory as this happened many years ago between the ages of 14 and 15. Of course it did. No adult should do this. Yeah,
0: no one over the age of 18 is doing this shit. Yeah.
1: (laughs) A friend of mine used to live on a farm, and whenever I visited, which was practically every weekend, we would spend hours uh, scouring the property looking for any kind of war memorabilia. Uh, Their property was huge, and we would go as far as we could playing games and searching for war artifacts. For context, we live in South Africa. The farm is situated in an area where the Anglo-Boer War... Uh, took place we have found that we believe to be unmarked graves of soldiers and cannonballs can't remember if we ever found bullet casings and if they are ever verified this is actually super
0: interesting so far I'm actually really intrigued i'm like oh tell me more
1: (laughs) yeah actually when we get to like the bottom uh one redditor pointed out that cacti aren't native to south africa so went for kim because he might have just been fucking a spiked succulent but we'll get there um (laughs)
0: I spiked succulent. <laughs> it is different. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. That's beautiful. <laughs>
1: uh, on one particularly hot day, we ventured quite far after spending hours just messing around and not feeding, uh, finding anything. We came across a cactus. Seeing as we were hot and thirsty, we decided to put a movie trope to the test. The trope being that cacti contain copious amounts of water. My friend, being ever resourceful, had a knife with him, so he cut a piece off for each of us, and we hoped that we would be rewarded with sweet, watery nectar of the cactus. We, of course, discovered the crushing truth that movies lie to us. The interior wow. of the cactus piece was hollow and fleshy. There was a rather vicious fluid, and it was too thick to flow properly. We then had another bright idea. Seeing as the cactus piece was hollow and fleshy, this would be a great masturbatory tool, And to get experience what sex felt like. So we both went out of view from each other and got down to the deed. Boys and girls, the interior of a cactus felt cold and hard to my erect penis. Not pleasurable at all. After I like that he like reviewed this. Like it sounds like a review. Yeah, it's like he's
0: like two out of ten. Wouldn't really recommend like
1: (laughs) After a short time of fucking the cactus, I got bored as it didn't feel too great. I removed the cactus and to my horror, there was a, uh, there on my glistening penis were worms wriggling all over my (gasps) dick.
2: No! (laughs)
1: No! (laughs) I screamed in terror and began swatting the offending creatures off my member. My friend came running to see what the issue was and upon explaining it to him, he fell to the floor in hysterics. I was mortified and I was terrified of getting an infection. I had no clue how I would explain that to the folks or to the doctors. Luckily, all that happened was a mentally scarred experience and my friend teasing me for years. Uh, Today, I fucked up. I fucked a cactus and it tried to give me an STD.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's horrifying.
1: That really is horrifying.
0: I don't like it.
1: I thought it was going to be a burn, like something burned him. And then I got I to the I thought,
0: worms. yeah, yeah. I thought his dick was going to like start feeling like it was on fire or something. Like there was some sort of like acid or something like in the cactus. I, I don't know. But worms, I was not expecting that. But that's, no. that's pretty disturbing. Pretty disturbing yeah. all around.
1: Wow. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be fucking random vegetation in the wilderness that you find. You know
0: what? Maybe not. Perhaps not.
1: (laughs) I did read somewhere about a dude who tried to have sex with a Euro sandwich.
0: Oh. Oh. Yeah. Why?
1: Nothing bad happened, but I'm just like, can dudes not just like But nothing good happened
0: either. No. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, maybe nothing bad happened, but also like what do you gain from that? Why are men like? I just this goes back to the why are men?
1: <laughs> that someone on the comments section posted, what you need to do is go to Subway and get the bread with the herbs and spices in it because it is the best sandwich for fucking. And I was like, I like that this man has tried many substances and found the Subway <laughs> herbs and spices as the best. <laughs>
0: Like, what? <laughs> why do you know that information?
2: Like, I don't know. Who, but who I did this need, like, research?
1: To go. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, is this true? Like, should I test this out? Like, oh, my
0: God. But then, like, you would have to test other ones to be sure to confirm the data. So, like, it wouldn't just be the one sandwich. Oh. Oh, now that...
1: you'd be going to like Jimmy John's and Jersey Mike's to like compare the fast food sandwiches for like oh penile God. pleasure.
0: Oh no! Dear <sighs> God, I'm so upset right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> really disturbing. Oh God. All right. Well, uh... that concludes our stories for today, and I need a little um, I need a little breather after that sandwich commentary. Um, yeah. So we'll be right back. And we have some more stories when we get back.
1: I'm going to go make a sandwich. We'll be
0: back. <laughs> Not related to anything we just talked about. <laughs> be right back. Are you tired of masturbating with that dry ass bread from Subway? Well, come on down to Quiznos where we have the wettest subs on the planet. We suggest our classic Italian sub, with the option to make it extra sloppy by adding extra pepperoni and mayo to help with that thrust. We would also like to remind you of our glorious pepper bar, as advertised previously by the Hellscape chinchillas. We don't suggest putting peppers on the subs that you fuck, but you can have them as a postnut meal. Come on down to Quiznos. We also have about 70 restaurants in Saudi Arabia for some reason. Yes, that's a real fact. We're back. And first up on the agenda, we have a few kind of quick headlines to hit. So why don't you start us off?
1: I want to talk about um, the headline of Martha Stewart and Pete Davidson possibly being together.
0: yes okay so i love this headline do i think it's true 100 percent absolutely not but i want to believe so bad that i'm willing to talk about it
1: <laughs> that's what i was gonna say is like it's actually not true it's uh, not true
0: there's no way but i love it so much
1: <laughs> but i want to like dream it into existence if possible because i really want these two to bone like
0: i know like we need to manifest this because it's it would be beautiful <laughs>
1: But it's oddly wholesome so apparently the rumor got started because like i guess her and pete were like holding hands at some like gala or something like yeah that.
0: yeah i've seen the picture
1: so she said um because i guess he came on her uh, podcast into pot they did a episode of her podcast and she says uh pete davidson is like the son i never had he is a charming boy who is finding his way i've invited him to come to my podcast and i look forward to- forward to hearing what he has to say so I don't know, sounds really wholesome, actually.
0: <laughs> it sounds like they actually have, like, a really lovely friendship, and I, I think that's adorable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I do love that, like, weirdly, Aww. like, all the bad boys, like, love Martha Stewart. Like, Pete, Snoop, like, she just, like, everyone loves her. It's funny to me. Because
0: they know she's a real one because she's been mm-hmm. to prison. Like, of course they love her. <laughs> they know she can hang. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, no, Martha's the best. I love it. Um, well, that's amazing. Um, I I wish it were real, but I am really glad that they have this seemingly really wonderful friendship. So that's that's actually really cute.
1: Um, it is really cute. I love it.
0: <laughs> on that same kind of front, um, have you heard the rumors that Kim and Kanye are getting back together?
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's wish that out of existence. Let's um,
0: manifest anything but that, but supposedly they've been talking. Like I just it's yeah, I can't with that, but um that's probably where things are heading from what I've heard.
1: Yeah, the Kanye saga's gotten real dark. I mean like it's like it was- the darkest timeline truly. Because, like, there was a period where, like, I could still listen to his songs and be like, yeah, he's crazy in real life, but it didn't really seem to have an impact. And then this whole, like, Kim breakup, it's just like, dude, you're acting like a really bad ex, like, really, really bad. so No, he's
0: legit, like, insane. Like, he was, like, <sighs> send- he was, like sending Pete death threats. And I'm like, how could you get back with that? Like, I just... Aside from the fact that he's just, like, absolutely insane and, like, his political stuff is very Mm -hmm. problematic I mean there's so many issues here but like he is basically like a terrifying abusive person I think at the end of the day and I'm just like dear god I hope not but I feel like she will also I feel like she has like a one I think she just has some like weird obsession with Kanye like I think she's just like she just like thinks she loves him um and then also like I feel like he is like the father of her kids. And I feel like the Kardashian ladies are weird about that. They're like, no matter how horrible this man is, he's like the father of my children. And I think it stems from the fact that like their dad died. Like, I think they all have daddy issues and are like, well, he's the father of my children and, like, I don't want my children to be without a father like I am. So no matter what kind of shithole he is, like, I'm going to keep him around, basically. I That's just kind of, like, the dynamic that they all give off to me, you know? Like, especially with, like, Chloe and Tristan and, like, all of that shit. Like, I'm just... It just seems like they're like, yeah, but no matter what, he's the father of my children. And I feel like she feels that way about Kanye, probably, so... It's messy.
1: Yeah, and honestly, like, I feel like the whole, like, actual Kardashians are better than the whole people who have Bruce, now Caitlyn Jenner, uh, as their parent. Um, Because it's not that Caitlyn is trans, it's that Caitlyn ended up being a horrible human being. (laughs) No,
0: I know that's the really unfortunate part. It's like, oh, yikes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, when um, you're, like, campaigning to be California's governor because, like, trans people have it too good and you're tired of <laughs> people not being able to fly their private jets wherever they want to go, I'm like, yeah, I, I I don't like you as a person anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's the unfortunate part. I'm pretty sure, like, the younger Kardashian-Jenners, like who like Kendall and Kylie, who, um, Caitlyn is ac- was actually their father, um... I feel like they're, like, estranged from him. I feel like I think I've read that, like, they don't talk to him, uh, her anymore.
1: No, because Caitlin sucks. Like, it was funny because, yeah. like, there was, like, a period of time for, like, one year where Bruce was transitioning to Caitlin. And, and everyone was like,
0: like, this is so brave and so good for you. Stunning and, and brave. Yes, yeah, stunning and brave. Exactly.
1: And no, actually, uh, South Park had a really good parody of it because, like, everyone was calling her stunning and brave. And if anyone said anything different, they're, like, shunned. And then yes. they show, like, Caitlyn running over people with her car, which is, like, what she did in real life. It's, like, yeah, like, she's a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't matter if, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a he or a she, she, she's a piece of shit. Like... Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it's bad. <laughs> uh. Oh, Caitlin. Oh, God all right well speaking of pieces of um who who it does not matter if they are a he or a she um that actually transitioned extremely well um let's talk about our favorite problem ezra miller um yeah so we do have updates and they are i would say going in a less negative direction because at least like they have been stopped on some level because they i'm just gonna say they because i'm not sure how they identify these days so they um basically like turn themselves into like essentially like a rehab type facility place um claiming that they were going through you know a time of severe
1: Oh, no, it said severe mental problems. That was my favorite part Severe mental
0: distress and problems. Um, God. Basically claiming they were, like, you know, having an episode and have, like, checked themselves into, like, a facility. And it's like, okay, but, like, what part of having a mental episode leads you to systematically, like, groom and abuse minors? Like, that's not really, like, a mental health problem. That's, like, a you're a piece of shit. And, like, that's not, like... I had a psychotic break and snapped. That's like a pattern of behavior that like you establish over time. Like that's not, that's not how that works. Like abusing minors is not like, you know, oh, I have like, I'm I'm in a depressive episode or something. Like that's not how that works at all. So I just, oh, I hate it. <laughs> so oh, yeah. on one hand, I'm glad that they are like, being treated for something. They're in a facility. Basically, this just means, like, hopefully the crimes will stop. But it's not, like, a good solution.
1: Well, to me, it's, like, the Anne Heche thing where it's, like, yeah, I feel, like, bad that you had, like, an alcohol issue that ended up you dying over. But also you ran your car into someone's house. And that's someone's house.
0: Oh, that was so messed up. And everyone's, like, oh, my God. It was so sad for her. And it's, like... How about the person whose house you, like, totaled, like, jeez, like, out yeah, of the, the blue? Thing,
1: yeah, that's the way with Ezra Miller is, like, I think on some level, it's, like, you could have some empathy in being, like, yeah, clearly Ezra is going through something, but you're right. Like, they're grooming children and, like, going on tantrums in, like, multiple states. Like, it's not even just, like, a bad weekend, been.
0: Like, this has been happening for, like, yeah. the past, like, two years also. Yeah. Like, this is not, like, new information. And that's what I said. Like, it's, like, it like, systematically grooming and abusing minors is not, like, a wild rager one weekend. Like, that doesn't just, like, suddenly happen one day. Like, there were things in place for a long time, like, to to cause that to happen. And it's just, like, oh, it's bad. Yeah. It's really upsetting. Well,
1: it's so, also- so, the Flash, there's an update on The Flash. Um, oh, no. <laughs> apparently, it got like the highest test ratings of any recent DC movie. Like, apparently, people really liked the film. So, I feel like, like, that's,
0: I feel like that's a low bar, but still, go on. <laughs> still,
1: still, like, people seem to really enjoy it. And it's funny, too, because apparently, The Flash is setting up like a whole chapter of upcoming DC films. So, like, It's almost, like, impossible to not release theatrically. Like, so I I think it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this with Ezra, just because I kind of think they have to release this movie now. Like, yeah.
0: It's going to be weird, though. I mean, if they're making him do, like, press for it and stuff, like, I'm just like, yikes. Like, that's going to be... Dude, just ask
1: Keaton... Yeah, just have Michael Keaton do all the stuff. Like, we yeah. all like Michael Keaton. Like Everybody likes <laughs>
0: Michael Keaton. <laughs> so true.
1: <laughs> and I feel like it's so easy just because, like, because The Flash goes back in time, just have him show up at the end of the movie with, like, I don't know, like, uh, a different actor being The Flash. And yeah, just have that happen.
0: Just like, I don't know. Yeah. Just like do like a time jump and age him up or down or something. I don't know. Like, you, it, 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 it's DC. It already doesn't make sense. Like, you can do what you want. Like,
1: <laughs> plus, like, Marvel's replaced other actors with like characters with other actors. So, yeah. like, no one gives a shit, especially when it's Ezra. Like, literally everyone will applaud you for...
0: Yeah, like, please, take this man out of the equation. Like, please, do this for us.
1: Yeah. Just, just do like, replace him with, like, Kevin Spacey or some shit. Because, really, the DC casting has not been great in terms of people with, like... Yikes. San- yeah. ...sanity.
0: Oh, oh, very questionable. So, yeah. So, that's our Ezra update. Um, so, we'll see where all that goes. Um... Other minor headline that I wanted to hit real quick, um, they, uh, on another topic of problematic men that we talk about a lot, um, they are doing a Army Hammer documentary called House of Hammer. And it's going to be all about, like, his whole fucked up family and historically and then about him and basically his, you know, fall from Hollywood grace. Um, That's coming out, I think it's going to be on Discovery+ plus i want to say and Mm -hmm. i think it's coming out in a few days i think it's coming out like september 1st or something um there is a trailer out looks spicy very excited um so i will obviously be watching that and i will um have you know updates forthcoming once i watch that so more hammer updates on the horizon i know everyone wants to hear about our um are uh, I wouldn't say favorite cannibal but you know a cannibal that we do talk about a lot suspected cannibal sorry <laughs> um, so that's coming soon um and then the other like big headline that I feel like I've been seeing a lot about we haven't really talked about it on the pod but this is something I like I'm getting more and more invested in I wasn't terribly invested in the beginning but now it keeps like expanding and I'm kind of getting interested um the the core couple involved is uh, Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis. Um, they, as everyone knows, or um, were separated, are in the midst of a rather m- seemingly messy divorce right now. Um, they do have children, so that obviously complicates things. And they are in the public eye, um, notably. Things were, I think, already, like, people kind of knew things weren't going great in their divorce. And then a while back, she was at a, um, like, a film festival thing promoting her upcoming work. And she was, like, served papers, like, in the middle of her presentation, which was, like, a whole thing. And she was very, like, dignified about it. Like, she handled it very, like, gracefully, as gracefully as one can and whatnot. Um but more has come out about that recently. Like she, she gave an interview or something and she was talking about it. And she was basically saying like, um, you know, he, he claims that he didn't want that to happen. And he was like, Oh no, I didn't tell them to do that. Um, but then at the same time, like apparently the levels of security and like background and stuff you would have needed to get into that specific event and like be in the front row where she was talking and stuff was like, Uh, like, so many levels of security and so much background prep that you would have to do to get to that point that, like, there's no way it wasn't, like, premeditated, basically, that, like, that's how it was going to go down. Um, And then also she basically made a comment of, like, um, I'm not surprised that this is what happened. There were obviously reasons I left that relationship. So it was kind of, like, oh, some drama, because previously everyone loves Jason Sudeikis and everyone thought he's like, this nice guy because of, like, Ted Lasso and all this stuff. I, I, I feel like people think that, like, Jason Sudeikis basically is Ted Lasso, and I feel like we are quickly learning that that is not the truth. Um, am I surprised? Not necessarily. Um, but it's sounding like he is um, maybe not great. So that's happening currently with that. But then over on the Olivia side, there's like so much more to it. Like, so basically she has been um, working on this movie for a while now that's coming out fairly soon called Don't Worry Darling. And it has been getting like a ton of coverage in like the press for like basically the whole time they've been doing it. So Olivia Wilde's directing it. Harry Styles and Florence Pugh are starring in it. Now it's rumored that on the set of this, is how Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde like basically like got together and started dating. And apparently at the start of filming, she was still with Jason and he would come visit set and stuff. And then in the midst of this filming of this movie, they separated and then she like got with Harry. Now, throw Florence Pugh into the mix as the co-star and her and Olivia have drama for unknown reasons. There's like a lot of speculation, but no one really knows what the truth is. But basically they've been saying like, interesting things in the media and kind of like supporting each other, but at the same time, like there's clearly something weird going on there. Um, Supposedly, Florence Pugh got paid like way, way, way less than Harry Styles for basically being equal co-stars in the movie. So there was like some drama about that, and like Harry getting paid more because he was like dating Olivia Wilde and all this stuff. And then there's also drama um with um, oh my gosh, who is the who is the other person in this equation? There's someone else in this equation now that I was liking. Um No, Shia LaBeouf, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Just as of, like, the last day or two, we've gotten Shia LaBeouf thrown into the mix because he was supposed to be in the movie, I guess, in, like, Harry Styles' place. But then um, Olivia, I guess, took him out because Florence Pugh wasn't comfortable working with Shia, so then she put Harry in his place. And it's just like, and then like Shia came out and was basically saying like, that's not true and all this stuff. So it just, I don't know, it, it has all gotten like so messy. I haven't even read up on all of the the Shia stuff that's happened in like the past 24 hours. But um, it's just like the this. Frickin' movie, I swear, is just, like, the root of, like, so much drama. And it's all just, like, so interesting. So, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if this movie's even going to, like, be any good. Who even knows? But I feel like everyone is going to see this movie because of all the drama surrounding the production of this movie for so long. So, I don't know.
1: Thoughts? (laughs) No, I actually have a good commentary on everything you said. So, um, I read some deep stuff into this. OK. And honestly, I don't really see too much of an issue with Jason Sudeikis reading over everything. Mm. So first on the serving, uh, what I read about it, because the big claim was like, hey, he had to have access to get in and Jason had to get him access to that. To be fair, like almost anyone when it comes to a process server, like the actual like person involved does has very little to do with them getting served and people typically get served at work because that's when that's where you know you'll be. So Olivia came out and was like how could they do this to me at my work? And it's like no, this is really common cuz like that's how they know you're going to be somewhere. On top of it, Olivia had been out of the country for an extended period of time, so they could not serve her prior to this award show thing. Oh. So um yeah, so like I don't really necessarily think she was avoiding getting served. Like I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's just like, she's an actress and like a director. So like to be out of the country for an extended period of time, like it comes with a job, but like if you're the person like serving her, you know, like, Oh, Oh, she's going to be at this award show now, like this particular company, like they could have done this backstage or whatnot. Like, I don't necessarily think so, but in terms of clearance, like they would have the same clearance as like a cop in terms of like an investigation or something like that. Like Jason wouldn't really have to like be like behind the scenes or like interfering or anything like that. It's just like that person would get in as they would with any other business when you have to like formally serve someone legal documents. Okay. Right. So okay. that doesn't really seem too bad. And especially like her comments about like, oh, yeah, it shouldn't happen at someone's work. It's embarrassing. It's like, yeah, this happens all the time. Like, that's how these people, that's how these companies work is like they do it based on where you work because that's the, where you are nine to five and that's when they work. Um, on the production, apparently, I think Florence Pugh is among casting crew who felt really awkward about the situation because in general let me say this if you are listening to a podcast and you're human and you have the opportunity to hook up with either Olivia Wilde or Harry Styles you're probably gonna do it so like to really like to really be on a high horse and be like oh how could she do this to Jason it's like no fuck you like we would all hook up with one of them if we had the opportunity to like I don't think that's too hard and like there's lots of infidelity with
0: any of the five or six people mentioned that involved this
1: that we've talked about here today like any
0: of them (laughs) jason is included like i'd throw them all in there honestly
1: like (laughs) so that to me like uh, the infidelity issue isn't that like big of a thing for me where i think it gets tricky is kind of what you mentioned with pay and then also like the cast and crew saw them flirty and being handsy and all this stuff and like they know that she's like in a marriage and like in control of him like on the set so like i do find that to be really awkward for all those people especially when you consider jason and the kids would regularly like go to set to visit them so then everyone had to be like hush hush like oh shit we can't say anything about the affair because now like jason's here so I think that the like whole production was a little bit weird because of that. Like I said, I don't... Basically anyone involved, I don't found it to be like the worst story ever. It's definitely nothing like the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard type shit. No. Um, I, I don't really have an issue with Olivia. I don't really have an issue with Jason. But that's just like what I heard about everything.
0: Yeah. No, that all makes sense. And I had heard pieces of that um, as well. And then there was also just some discussion of like kind of more, like, on the set stuff that, like, there were, I think, maybe just, like, other things going wrong more related to, like, just movie production that I think was, like, stressing people out on set also because they were filming a lot of this during, like, some peak COVID times and I think, like, people on set were just tense and I think it was just, like, maybe not a very pleasant, like, production experience in general which led to people kind of just feeling weird about the whole thing and people being kind of like disgruntled but it wasn't necessarily like having to do with like Olivia's direction or anything it was more just kind of like a tense set to be on um I did hear some things though that like Olivia maybe isn't the best director or maybe just would kind of like flake out a little bit because there was some stuff that basically like Florence Pugh had to like more or less kind of like step up and like direct like a lot of her own scenes and stuff so i don't really know what was going on maybe olivia was just like distracted with the whole like separation and stuff who knows but there was some talk of that too that it just sounds like maybe not just like a great time all around creating this movie (laughs) for like a lot of reasons
1: I did really like her uh, first film, Booksmart. I, I liked that movie Oh, it was really good,
0: yeah. And yeah. Uh,
1: everything on the trailer-wise for this upcoming movie actually looks good. Like, I'll probably end up going to see it, which is funny, but no, like I think the movie looks pretty good. Despite no, I'll all see the, it like, for
0: sure, but I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of laughing at, like, how many people do you think are going to see this movie just because of the drama around this movie who otherwise would not go see what kind of looks like a more or less kind of like indie movie,
1: you know? I just think it's... What's, uh, like all all press,
0: is, all press is good press on some level, I think. So
1: <laughs> what's funny to me too is um, usually when men, not that I'm saying it's right, but usually the argument given for when a man is being paid more than a woman is that like it's like a, I don't know, let's say Brad Pitt and they throw out a newer actress. like it's usually like that the actor has more experience than the actress, and that's why like the budget is higher. That is like so not the case on. This is literally opposite. <laughs> yeah, like she has so many more acting credits than he does. Like, yeah, Harry Styles a pop star, but like, I mean, like, would like having I don't know, like uh, Rihanna, like on a movie necessarily mean like, oh, she's a great like pop star, like businesswoman, but doesn't mean like she's like a high paid actor necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Do you understand that connotation?
0: Yeah. Um, no, it, it it's interesting. So I think that there's drama there. There there's all kinds of drama with this. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, things are uh, things are interesting for sure.
1: Yeah, especially oh, to up- consider one one was like a lead in a Marvel film, and the other one like appeared at the like last like five seconds of Eternal. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the worst marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, also the other thing I was going to say is the thing about Olivia being out of the country for a long time. Um, one of the apparently one of Jason's concerns about the divorce and why it's been so contentious is that supposedly Olivia wants to take the kids and move to um move to Europe to like live with Harry, I guess. And Jason's like, no, you're not taking my kids like to live in Europe. Like, so I guess that's also part of the issue as is why the uh, the custody situation has been like contentious. So yeah, good stuff. <laughs> anyway. yeah, it just sounds like
1: typical messy divorce shit. So yeah. yeah. Like I said, I don't really seem to have like seen all the stuff, I don't really have anything too against Olivia or Jason, it just seems messy in general. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, um i watched a documentary recently that just came out and i want to tell you all about it since i think you have not heard about this case very much um it was i think it's called the girlfriend who wasn't there or something i I don't i don't remember what it's called it's a new netflix documentary that just dropped it's two parts so it's pretty short um but it is about the kind of story of manti teo who back this was like in two thousand twelve or something I want to say it was like it was within the past ten years I think um he was a basically like a star college football player was getting drafted into the NFL that whole situation um he's playing for Notre Dame so huge football school or whatever um he had this fake girlfriend and but like he didn't know she was fake. He was getting catfished by this girl that he had never met. And interesting. Yes. And he was like talking about it on like TV and he was being like interviewed and stuff because like after big games and they were always like asking him about stuff and they were he was saying like oh yeah, like shout out to my girlfriend and stuff, and but he had never met her. And then um she died like supposedly died and
1: what? he
0: talked to like her brother And, like, her relatives on the phone and all this stuff. And, like, she died the day of one of his really big games. So he was, like, talking about it. And he's, like, my girlfriend died today, like, on national news and all this stuff. And, like, everyone was, like, oh, my God, this story is so inspiring. And everyone thinks that it, like, helped propel his career because it was, like, just this, like, this sob story. But he was, like, playing through it anyway and went on to victory and, like, you know, all this typical toxic sports culture bullshit stuff. But anyway, then finds out that this girlfriend never existed. He was being catfished by this like guy. He like went to high school with. So it wasn't even a girl. It was like a guy and he was being catfished for years. And this guy was posing as this girl and using pictures of from someone else's Facebook and he, this guy was posing as the other relative, So he was also like her brother and like her, like her like and relatives and all this stuff. And it just got like, so he would, it was such a complicated web of catfishing. It was so insane. Um, So he gets completely catfished and then this comes out publicly. Like the news finally looks into this and like Deadspin, I think, is the ones who originally broke the article. But they figured out, like they got a tip or something that like, hey, this girl doesn't seem to exist outside of like Manti Teo. Like if you like Google her, you look up news stories about her, it's only just like everything just like, oh, Manti Teo's girlfriend who died, this name or whatever. And everyone's like, doesn't seem like she exists otherwise, like, where is she and stuff. Turns out they broke the story that she's totally fake and he found out. And like, it's just, it's like the craziest story. Like I highly recommend everyone watch this because it's like so wild. And like the part that like, honestly, like this poor dude, like he didn't deserve to be catfish. This poor man is like dumb as a stump. I'm really sorry. Like this, this like <laughs> he is not like, I'm just gonna be real with you like this football player guy is like not a bright person like honestly um so but like you feel bad for him because you're just like oh he seems yeah. really he's just sweet and innocent so like I'm not saying like it's like his fault he got catfished but like he's definitely like not very bright but at the same time like it just it got so far in like the national media before anyone stopped and was like hey wait a second let's like do a quick google search on this or like let's like verify the death records from the hospital where this girl supposedly died you know it's like it's stuff that like literally would have taken someone like five minutes to research at any major news organization and like just no one did for like the longest time that's the part that blew my mind about this was i was just like how did we all just pick up this story and run with it like like why didn't anyone do like a like a quick reference check on this girl to make sure she's like, you know, real. Like that's the part that blew my mind. So really crazy story. Um, They, it's a good documentary too, because they interview Manti Teo himself. So he's part of it. He's participates in it. And the guy who catfished him participates in it and is. interviewed. Oh, interesting. So like you get, to hear directly from like both parties involved, which is interesting because normally on documentaries, you kind of only hear like one side, like the side, the agreed to work with the people making the documentary. But on this one, like yeah. everyone's, everyone's willingly being interviewed for it. So it's really, really interesting. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it's insane. So highly recommend you watch it. Um, It is, it, it's part of like a series on Netflix. Um, It's, part of this like series called um untold and they have a bunch of like there's a bunch of um like sections of it there's a bunch there and they're all like different sports stories i think basically so it's kind of like a sports documentary series but this one is just came out super interesting and yeah it's called untold the girlfriend who didn't exist so go check it
1: out nice i actually love Sports documentaries. It's one of the, the weirder things that like I really get into.
0: So yeah, check out this documentary, and um, I, I feel like you'll probably like it because it's like, it's sporty, but then it's also like kind of like true crimey. Not really even true crimey, just like catfishy. It's like so, it's just so crazy. So yeah, get into it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really like catfish stuff. That oddly is not the show catfish. I don't know why. I just like don't love that show that much. But
0: yeah, I. Like, I can only watch so much of Catfish before I'm like, okay, come on. Like, <laughs> y'all have to know what's going on here. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, do we want to get into some Thirst Corner?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's go.
2: Thirst Corner.
1: <clears throat> All right, on to birthdays. We... So it's ninety six, and we actually have some pretty good stuff. So okay, let's get into it. We have uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Second. Wow, I yeah. I I kept wondering when we like I finally hit the Queen.
0: I know she's really old, <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> all right, heavy hitter.
1: <laughs> we also have uh, Sir David Attenborough. If you like any of like the yeah. um, documentaries, like he pretty much does all the oh, voice. Oh like, fuck yeah, love a nature.
0: Yeah, nature documentaries.
1: Yeah classic we have a uh, dick van dyke he's still alive is he tony. wow <laughs> yeah uh he was in um if you saw mary poppins returns he popped up like right at the end of it
0: i did not see that um but that's it was fun. a
1: so-so movie so um okay. uh tony bennett granny oh, smith
0: wow. wait granny smith like like the, the apple, apple.
1: I don't know, I think she's another TikTok granny, I think is what...
0: Oh, I'm so tired of these TikTok grannies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we also have Grandma Chains on this list, so...
0: (laughs) Stop that. (laughs) Oh, wow, okay.
1: Then we have two more pretty big legends, uh, Angela Lansbury and Mel Brooks.
0: Wow, okay, we've got some icons this time around.
1: Yeah, then we have... um, I don't really know what he does, but I know his face. Do you know Gene Shalit? He's, like, the dude with, like, the gigantic mustache.
0: Um, no, but that sounds familiar.
1: Uh, let me see what he does real quick. Uh, (laughs) Who did you uh, bring for your thirst this week?
0: Okay, well, here's the thing. I... I, I'm gonna revisit the thirst, but then I also have a new thirst. Um, I just need to revisit real quick Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I know I bring him up a lot, but I finally finished Falcon and Winter Soldier. um, and it was like it was a very good series. And I just like need to talk about Sebastian Stan just like a little bit more because, like, I love the part when he is um hitting on Sam's sister. And he's like, don't flirt with my sister. And like you Sebastian stands in the background, and you're just like, you know he fucked Sam's sister. Like, you know he yeah. did. Like, <laughs> so I just need to talk about that real quick. Cause good for him. Um, but yeah, so, so I finally finished that, and that was great. Love me some Sebastian Stan. Um, uh, my actual thirst though that I have brought um is from House of the Dragon. Um, the new Game of Which Thrones one? series on HBO. No, I know. See, it's hard to narrow down. Um, I am going with Matt Smith because I just love him like as an actor, and I'm just so excited that he's in this series. It's not even that I'm so thirsty for him, but I just like, like his character because his character's a dick, and I'm just like, yes, this is the kind of drama I am looking for. Thank you, House of the Dragon. So I am... Um, I'm really into it, but let's talk generally about *House of the Dragon*. What what are your thirsts for it?
1: Um, let's see. Um, there's like really like mainly two ladies who are still living with us uh, after *House of the*. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so like...
0: I know they get whacked off real quick. <laughs>
1: Oh man, everyone's getting whacked off in that show. Oh yeah, both, no one's uh, safe <laughs> through, the mur- through the murders and through the sex. Um,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> now I'm trying to get the names here. Let's see. There's I don't cast. know the names. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Millie Altcock plays Rhaenyra uh, Targaryen, um, and uh, she's real. She's real attractive. I'm trying to find that other lady who's um, the like daughter of that one dude. She's hot as hell too, and she's definitely hooking up with the king.
0: Oh, yeah, but she's also maybe hooking up with like Rhaenyra Yeah, both. Yeah, I think she goes both, both. ways.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a hot vibe all around. Um I um
1: here, here's the deal. I know the Game of Thrones pilot had issues, like when they were like filming it, like they had to like recast Daenerys. Um, but overall I felt like the pilot did a good job like in terms of, like introducing all these characters and like setting the stage and stuff like that uh, I think the next episode or it's either episode two or episode three we're gonna like time jump like 15 10 or 15 years in the future so oh. to me like the this episode was very kind of like explanatory whereas like I liked Matt Smith there's a couple things I liked but overall it was just like seemed a little bit like it wasn't as natural as Game of Thrones was in the beginning and like even though I said like pilot is still like a little messy but this one just felt like it felt like bad handmaid's tale when they go too much like oh man women are really suffering like it just seemed like hammer the nail on the head like so much where I was just like I get it like Game of Thrones did the same thing but like it wasn't like as in your face as like this one is
0: yeah, they definitely went heavy handed with the, like, the this place is unfair to women, but I feel like that's because they got so much backlash from Game of Thrones not being, like, feminist enough, basically, because they, like, all the violence against women and just, like, everything. So I feel like they swung pretty far in the other direction now of, like, no, no, look, we're acknowledging how bad it is for women. Like, do you get it? It's bad for women. <laughs> like, so I think they're trying to just, like, course correct themselves a little bit. Um Overall, I really liked the premiere, though. It just made me, it did just make me want to go back and watch, like, the early seasons of Game of Thrones again, though, honestly. Like, that just, it just, I was, I was just so happy and nostalgic to be, like, back in this world without, like, the the horror of, like, the final season of Game of Thrones. Like, I was able to go back to, like a happier time in my Game of Thrones memory with this show. I was like, ah, oh, yes, this is what it used to be like. Wow, I'm happy to be back here. This is great, you know? It just made me, like... like, a, But, like, a little sad at the same time, because, like, I was literally talking to uh, Megan the other day, and I was saying, like, this just made me want to be able to go back and watch the early seasons of Game of Thrones for the first time again. Like, I just yeah. want... I want that experience, and I'm, like, never going to get to do that again. Like, it just... It was just so good there's something about the early seasons that were like so so good um but this was still fun I'm definitely still enjoying it um it, it already got renewed for a second season of course um and they're saying that they're they want to create basically like a like a marvel universe of like yeah. Game of Thrones so I'm like okay sure <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 fun I like it I'm curious to see where they go with it um i feel like they're gonna i I feel like they're gonna kill the king real quick oh yeah he's got that he's got that weird boil thing on his back i feel like they're gonna knock him out in the next episode or two because you gotta get to the drama of like the two of them fighting for the throne so yeah i'm ready to get into it (laughs) oh man um what were you gonna say
1: Uh, Well, actually, I was going to lead into mine because I read the Song of Ice and Fire series and love the books. The books are really, really good. So, um, yeah, I was like, whenever Martin had a high involvement in this, I was like, okay, I feel like this is going where. And a lot of the reviews watched the first like six episodes, I think. And they said like, yeah, it kind of like flows more naturally after you through the first couple episodes. So. I think kind of, like, my issues with it being too explanatory is going to, like, go away soon.
0: Yeah, and I think they wanted to set this up as something that could stand alone from Game of Thrones. So I feel like they had to kind of, like, introduce us to the world, like, really intensely so that maybe, like, people who didn't necessarily watch all the seasons of Thrones could still get into this and pick it up and be like, oh, yeah, I like this. So I feel like they were more doing that for, like, to bring in like a new audience and that's why they kind of went over the top with like the introducing us to everything. And we're all like people who've watched the whole series already. We're like, yeah, yeah, we get it. We know where we are, but like, (laughs) but I think it was to bring in new people. So yeah, because people are saying like, can I watch this? If I haven't watched Thrones and it's like, yeah, you could easily (laughs) Um, because they're so explanatory with everything. Um, So who's your thirst this week?
1: So uh, speaking of other Books that I love. Um, there's a graphic novel series called *The Sandman*, uh, written by Neil Gaiman, and they did a adaptation of it on Netflix, and it's really, really good. Um, I'm trying to think if I'd recommend it to someone who hasn't read the books, because first of all, like, just go read the books. Like, they're graphic novels, there, so they're not too hard to read, and they're really fun. Like, it's like maybe. One of my favorite comic book series of all time. It's just really a fun read, um, so I highly recommend it. But on the show specifically, there is uh, two people I want to acknowledge. One is Jenna Coleman, who I don't know if I've really talked about her on the show, but she's like been one of my thirsts for like a long time. Uh, she was notably like on Doctor Who, and she's like on a lot of like the BBC TV shows. Mm -hmm. um but she plays joanna constantine who's like a relative of john constantine who's like my favorite one of my favorite dc characters and she does so good she's like i'm like attracted to her already but she just like owns the like she's like one of the best performances in general on the show and i was like so excited um so i i want her to have a spinoff that's my dream now i didn't know i needed this but i really (laughs) do need this um Then the other one, I'm trying to find, see, Kirby Baptiste. I, like, know the... Yeah, Kirby Howell Baptiste. She was on The Good Place as one of, like, Chidi's girlfriends, if you have anyone watched The Good Place. But she plays Death. So the main series, I'll go a little bit into it. Essentially, it's the story of Dream. And there's, like, many different people called The Endless, And they're personifications of, like, humanity's, like, generalities. So, like, you have, like, death, destiny, dream, desire, kind of those type things that, like, govern. Like, humans basically create them and they try to, like, help manage humanity. Um, So she plays Death and she has an incredible episode because, like she basically like shows how people die and like how she like talks to people in their final moments to like give them closure and it's really a great episode of tv and she absolutely nails the performance but um yeah i give it a watch it's like really fun the novel series is good because it's not really a like structured narrative like you would say game of thrones is it's way more kind of like general kind of like almost like fairy tale adult stories within these that tell like larger things and I don't know, I think you'd get into it just because like, it's really well written in general. But then they go to like some dark places where like, one of the nightmares um, gets holds a convention for a lot of serial killers, just because it <laughs> just because if you get a lot of like serial killers together, their dreams are going to be really fucked up and like cause... Like like bad things in the world, so oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's some fun stuff like that uh, from Game of Thrones specifically. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie plays Lucifer, who's like one of the best characters out of that series and out there in general. Like they even made a whole series based on Lucifer that like Neil Gaiman like had a thing with. So no, it's really really cool. So I'd give it a recommend.
0: Okay, nice, awesome. Well, any uh, any random chatter?
1: Man, I always, like, do, but then by the time I get here, I forget. Oh, last night I showed Kelsey the, one of the greatest films of all time. And uh, by that I mean Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> oh, my
0: God, that is, like, your favorite movie. <laughs> it was,
1: still holds up, man. I watched it and I was like, oh, I'm still loving this. I can't this. believe...
0: I can't believe she escaped watching it with you until now. Like, honestly, I'm shocked. I also think
1: I just thought of it randomly, and I was like, well, I was like, listening to this song off the soundtrack, and I was like, why why haven't I watched this with her? And she watched it, and she loved it, too. But yeah, it's just fun. (laughs) Uh, I just really needed that after, like, a long two weeks. I was like, I just really need a fun fucking movie.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Um, Well, something that was not fun to watch, but I did it anyway. Um, I I watched the rehearsal um, at your... Behest, and I just I I don't know how to feel about it (laughs) like I watched the whole season I just I it it was like good I I guess like it was good but I can't say like I enjoyed it but it was like an intriguing watch I don't know like I don't know what else to say about it I know that you like absolutely love this man so so tell me why I should love this
1: I was stunned and had so many emotions at the final episode um yeah it it was i did not see it going there where like we ended kind of like it was like a dark note and the whole thing about like the like kid that they use on there like actually seeing nathan as his own dad yeah And like they have to like try to get this child to not call him daddy it was so heartbreaking even though like Clearly, like you saw the kid kind of like adjust psychologically, so you don't have like a long-term worry for the kid. It was still just like so heartbreaking watching that, all that play out. I like I don't think I've been like that emotionally impacted on a show, especially like a reality show where I think that's the th- thing that's interesting about this show is like on reality, there's things that's like so stage managed, but then you have like Nathan, who's like on one hand stage managed. But then on the other, like, he's weirdly, like, emotionally invested on this show. So even though he, like, determines the outcome of things, like, there's so many on the things on the show where, like, he could not plan for and has to deal with that, like, gets really interesting. So, yeah, yeah. it's truly, like, unlike anything I'd seen on TV.
0: It is really bizarre. It is, just like, a totally new concept, which is really strange. I still just, like, on some level, I just, like, can't buy into that this is all really happening. Like, I just... Are the people, like, are the people, like, really real? Like, are the people who are in it, like, they're not actors. They're not, like, in on it. Like, they're, like, legit, like, real people.
1: So he's really, he possesses almost, like, a superhuman ability to, like, engage with, like, the, like, interesting people in life. So. Yeah. Cause like, okay, the who...
0: the the woman who what's her name, Angela or whatever. Yes. How is she real? Like, is she like that that was my thing that I just like, was this really her? Like she was not acting. This was like really her, like the entire time.
1: Yeah, because the Scion TC guy is real. Like they're literally engaging with him, and he was just he's just like no man, like quit. Like, okay. I, I'm like really religious. Don't mess with my religion. And you're like, See,
0: like I just, like, I just have such a hard time buying in that these people are real, even though like, I, I get that like they are. And I'm just like, how, like, this is just so, it's so crazy. And even like the actors, like the, the aspiring actors, like who take his class yeah. and stuff, like all of them, like, it just, it's all so strange. Like I'm just like, Oh my God,
1: like how are these people real? So I know a guy who went to like kind of like a thing that was hosted by Nathan. And so then he had a thing where he wanted to do an experiment in front of everyone and ask for volunteers. So it was interesting because he picked someone higher back who was not raising their hand. And so when they go on stage, like they're like, yeah, Nathan picked this weird person and got this weird info out of her. And like the person was like, yeah, you could like tell, like, this woman wasn't that good at like speaking. So it wasn't like someone he planted there. He like, he genuinely like knows how to find these really strange people. And like, it's, it is. Cause if you watch any of his other stuff, you're just like, your question isn't that he's like not using real people. It becomes like, are you real? Like how much of this Nathan character is actually him? Because it's really unclear. And you kind of got snippets on the show where he was like periods where he was like having an argument with Angela where like you could tell like he wasn't even acting anymore like he was just straight up like you need to write me a list of things that like are not satanic for love of god and you're like no he's not played like i think he's genuinely like fed up with her satanic bullshit
0: yeah like there's definitely parts where he like kind of becomes like more human i would say like you see snippets of it like, he definitely does put on, like, a facade most of the time. Like, I don't yeah. think he's that robotic normally. No. like, you would see, like, snippets of it. But, like, it's just, it's so strange. It, it's so weird. So then I started watching um, Nathan for You after the rehearsal because I was like, I just need to, I, I need to know more about this man. It's not even like I want to. I was just like, I need to know more about this man. So I started watching Nathan
1: for You have you whenever you had covid did you drink the urine of children to mend your diseases as that one guy instructed you to on nathan for you <laughs>
0: yeah yeah definitely that, that's what worked for me um, he's my
1: favorite i love that dude and yeah. the lawyer
0: oh my gosh yeah it the, the show is crazy but the show is is pretty funny um I enjoy some segments more than others but the the skydiving one killed me like this I, I don't know why but the skydiving one just was so funny to me when he's like talking about how he's so excited to do the skydiving and he's like oh yeah it's gonna be so great we're gonna go eat some air and like it just like the whole time you can tell he like doesn't want to but he's like trying to talk so positively about it and like I'm like this is me any anytime I'm going <laughs> somewhere for something I don't want to do like <laughs> and then he gets up there and he's like oh no I totally would but like I forgot I have a lunch of what <laughs> like, like, this is me trying to get out of things I don't want to do. Like <laughs> that part for me was just like the that one was the funniest one. That one, and then the there was a really good funeral home one too. That I was like actually dying laughing. Yeah, the funeral home was great.
1: No, I like it the camp out where like people are so convinced to get like what was like a $30 gift card or something like oh that. Oh my god, the they,
0: rebate. Like, yes. The yeah, rebate. they spent like
1: all this time in the woods with Nathan at the end of it, just like I was supposed to, like, distract you enough for you to, like, leave eventually, but I have no... I think you guys are never going to leave.
0: I know. I love You're how like, he's like, I really didn't think it would get this far. I didn't think anyone would do this.
1: Oh, uh, it's it's great. Uh, the The Santa Claus dude is also one of my favorites.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, when they're, like, kicking him out of the mall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they're, like, trying to get, like, Santa to convince children to buy things, and so he'd be, like your parents are going to die if you don't get this doll. And I was like, is that the direction that you
0: took this? Why did you take that there? I know. It is. It's wild. But, yeah. So I, I can't say I would, like recommend like this stuff but I mean if you want to get into some weird stuff Nathan Nathan's the guy
1: (laughs) oh he is he's like Borat but like he's on like downers where like Borat's like all the way up here and then he's just like so like monotone and like talks slowly that you're like you're like is this dude real what the hell (laughs) yeah
0: seriously oh man All right, well, I guess that about wraps it up then. Anything else?
1: Nope, that's it. All right, peace and blessings, y'all. Peace and blessings.
0: Bye.